it's really important for all of us to continue to believe in our democracy and also to continue to believe that we all have something to give in this moment. I believe that we have great potential here to show people in other parts of the country that democracy can still move forward. We are the birthplace and we need to start acting like it. Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interest in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate and, if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and I am your Political Contessa. Today, I am joined by a very good friend of mine for a long time, and I can't even say how many years it's been because it's been many years at this point, and we can't be that old, so I'm not going to even mention it. (laughs) But my good friend, Tanisha Sullivan, Tanisha is not only a fabulous woman, not only a brilliant woman and incredibly successful in her own career, but she recently decided to take the plunge and run for secretary of state in Massachusetts. Now, Tanisha hails from a city outside of Boston and then went to school in Massachusetts, went to high school in Massachusetts, and then went off to UVA where she got her bachelor's degree in government, came back to Massachusetts, went to Boston College. So for those of you that are not from Massachusetts, you probably hate BC and, um, you know, have no idea the the meaning here. But when I moved to Massachusetts and I found that everyone went to BC or Holy Cross. (laughs) So working in government, that's where everyone went. So she has a law degree from BC and an MBA, totally best me on that, and has had a really interesting career going from working as the chief equity officer in the Boston public school system to, um, and before that, working at big law firms, which is when I met her. And then um, in 2006, 17 was elected as the president of the NAACP here, which I just think is so cool because as a kick-ass woman, it is so inspiring, I think, to other women to see all that you have done and accomplished, Denisha. So thank you so much for being with me here today. And let's kick this off. Why the hell would you run for secretary of state in Massachusetts? Oh, well, first, Jennifer, thank you so much uh, for having me with you. I'm excited to have this conversation. I enjoy talking not just about politics, but I enjoy talking about women in this space and what it means to be a woman in this space and the unique 
our experiences, the unique perspectives that we bring into the political ecosystem. So I look forward to a, a Jen and Tanisha conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, those are so, those are really fun over margaritas and cocktails, but <laughs> we'll make this work. <laughs> exactly. No, that'd be great. But really for me, you know, being a practicing attorney, I'm now in my 20th year of practice, um, which is hard for me to count those years. And being a business lawyer at that, right, a transactional lawyer um, at that, but then really having some deep experience working in our communities, serving on a number of different boards for organizations focused on education and women and girls. I'm a proud Girl Scouts, so former board member, Girl Scouts of Eastern Mass, of course, serving with you on the YMCA board for a number of years. And then also having this opportunity to serve in a volunteer capacity as the president of the NAACP here in Boston. You know, this is the oldest civil rights organization, the oldest branch in um, the NAACP with a an organization that is focused on really tackling racial discrimination and advancing racial justice. I've been very fortunate to be able to serve our communities in, a, in what I believe has been a very meaningful and impactful way. And it's really through that work that I see great opportunity for the Secretary of State's office to really be transformed, to really be transformed from what has historically been a relatively sleepy office that not too many people know much about into an office that is dynamic, that is engaged in our communities, and that is really providing people with a pathway to do something uh, in this moment. And what I mean by that is nationally, we are watching our democracy be like, pulled to and fro. No matter what your political ideology, it's really hard not to, in an objective sense, be concerned about where we are. And so many of us are looking at Washington and wondering, you know, what it's going to take um, to pull that thing back together. Well, I believe that while we might be frustrated with Washington, there are some things that we could be doing here in Massachusetts. And the Secretary of State's office um, can play a very critical role in helping us get some things done. So for folks who don't know, the Secretary of State is the chief elections official here in Massachusetts, so responsible for protecting and advancing voting rights and ensuring that we have safe and secure and inclusive elections elections um, that we can all trust and believe in. Um, the Secretary of State is the chief information officer here in Massachusetts. This is an interesting responsibility because Massachusetts is noted as the least transparent state in the country. We have the least transparent state government in the country, which means that there are major decisions being made every day that impact our lives that, quite frankly, many of us have no say in. We don't have a voice, a direct voice in. And I believe that that should change. You mentioned I graduated from UVA, Thomas Jefferson University. I always say 
not going to talk about Thomas Jefferson, the man, because <laughs> that's that's a different podcast. OK, um, we'll do that after the election. <laughs> we'll do that after the election. OK, but Thomas Jefferson, when you think about his ideology, when it comes to the American democracy, a belief that this democracy should be self-governing by the people. Right. That we've got a government that is with, for and by the people. Well, in order for the people to actively participate in self-governance, the people need access to information. Um, and so I believe that the Secretary of State has an important role to play to move Massachusetts from being the least transparent state in the country to being the most transparent state. And then there's this other piece um, of this office that I really think is important right now. And it's the role of the Secretary of State's office in helping us tackle economic inequality. So the Secretary of State's office is really the entry point for business here in Massachusetts. If you want to do business in Massachusetts, you've got to register your business with the Secretary of State's office. You pay fees annually to the Secretary of State. Well, right now, whether you are a small micro business uh, owner operated or you are a multi-billion dollar global conglomerate, you're treated the same way by the Secretary of State's office, I would like to change that. I actually believe it's really important, especially right now, that our small business community, our micro small business community, the small businesses that are, you know, owned and operated by the same person should be getting more supports from the Secretary of State's office. I believe that the fee structure should take into consideration the size of a business, for example. And so as Secretary of State, I really look forward to leaning into identifying ways for this office to be a better community member, a better partner to our small business community. You know, my mom was a small business owner. My mother is a small business owner, I should say. She started three businesses from our home in Brockton. And uh, yes, three from our kitchen wow. table, right? And so I watched my mom do the work every day. It was her, you know, she was the one, you know, bringing in the revenue and managing all aspects of the business. She was the one paying the bills. She was rising with the sun and burning the midnight oil. And so I understand how hard it is to be a micro small business owner, but I also know and understand the great opportunity there is in that, right? And the Secretary of State's office really, I believe, can do more to support business owners like that. So there is nothing that you say that I don't agree with. <laughs> and so what, what I will disclose, if, if you haven't heard, um, Tanisha and I are not on the same political side of the aisle. And sadly, <laughs> I can't vote for her in five weeks on, uh, on primary day or whenever this airs. I'm not going to be able yep. to vote for her. But nothing you say is polarizing, is upsetting, uh, makes me feel like you're speaking any other language other than good democracy, good for people, good for businesses, very business friendly, right? Because I think all of us would like to see more small businesses. We see how our neighborhoods have been pilfered through the through the COVID era of shutting yeah. down because people stopped coming out and brick and mortar is no longer doing as well as, you know, the 
big online shopping like Amazon or Target or any of those. And so we all want small businesses to come back because that's the lifeline of our communities. And so everything that you say sounds amazing. And I think it's for me, I mean, we, no one knew what a secretary of state was. And I think still pretty much no one knows. And hopefully, you know, (laughs) our listener is, is now understands what the secretary of state does. I mean, we heard about it in 2020 with the election and how important it was to have a secretary of state who is smart, and is conscientious and takes the job seriously. It's not a political job. It is the kind of, I feel like the overseer, right? To make sure that that things are working the way that they're supposed to be working, whether it's from election law to making sure that our businesses are, are chock full of people who are not just building their businesses, but they're also employing other members of the community. Right. Right. That's Which right. is really right. good for us and, and not just in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but around the country mm-hmm. for your secretary of state. So absolutely. And so you're running against someone who's been there for a very long time mm-hmm. and you decided to I mean, I think you are such a brave and courageous woman because you are taking on an incumbent who's been there for 26 years, 27 27 27. years, Hmm. 27 years. And no one knows what he does. And (laughs) I feel like that office still operates and still has the same website that they probably did 27 years ago. So Hmm. it's very courageous though, taking on a member of your own party, regardless of what party Mm -hmm. you're in. It is also very courageous to take on an incumbent who has, you know, seen their prime. And, and I believe in whether you believe in it or not, I believe in term limits. I mean, I think that we should have them. And unfortunately, the people that vote in the term limits are the people who would be term limited. And so no one no one actually wants to end their job. But in his case, I think the time has come and and you present a fabulous option because of the things that you want to do. I will point out, too, that in my own selfishness, not just because you're my friend um, and I think you're the best person for the job, but also on the Republican side, there is a woman who's running and she is bananas. (laughs) She is absolutely bananas. Um, And so I am really excited because I think you got the nomination at your convention. You seem to have a ton of support and endorsements behind you. And I think in this case, sometimes I'm, you know, I don't really care about endorsements. In this case, your endorsements mean a lot because it is the Democratic primary in Massachusetts against someone who has been in office for so long. So why take the leap here? I actually have, I told you, we're not going to have any gotcha questions. I've got one. The attorney general seat was going to be open. It is an open race. And you as an attorney decided to run against this guy who's been in office for 27 years. Why did you decide on this particular seat? Right. Because this is the job I want to do. I mean, there are other paths I could have taken if I just wanted to be in office. But this is the job I want to do. Not like parts of it. I want to do the whole job. I believe that this 
office, the office of secretary of state is arguably one of the most important offices in our state government to really help ensure that we are not only protecting, but advancing democracy here in Massachusetts and being a beacon for the rest of the country. I believe that we have great potential here to show people in other parts of the country that democracy can still move forward. We are the birthplace and we need to start acting like it. And, you know, it, it is certainly ensuring that we have election security and that every eligible voter has access to the ballot box. But democracy is also about, you know, access to information, right? Democracy is also about having a stable economy. There are so many facets of, of this role that have not truly been activated to their fullest potential. I want to do that. One of the grounding principles for me uh, when I think about this office and strengthening our democracy is really going back to centering our communities, our local communities, and empowering people. I believe that this office has an important role to play in helping people understand not just government, like big government, but really understand municipal government and how municipal government can really help to improve the quality of life for people, one. And then two, how more people can become more engaged in their local communities and really helping to not just raise issues, um, but really work together to find solutions that, again, help to strengthen our democracy and empower our communities. I want to do that type of work as Secretary of State because I believe that Right now in particular, it's really important for all of us to continue to believe in our democracy and also to continue to believe that we all have something to give in this moment. And that can be hard to find. You know, that can be hard to find if we're just focused on D.C. I really want us to start looking more closely in our own backyards and um, and have the secretary of state there to be a guidepost. That means, you know, I'm a strong supporter of civics education in our schools and our public schools. As you shared, I spent a couple of years working in the Boston public schools. Um, I believe our public schools should be offering K-12 civics education, quite frankly, you know, in kindergarten, it's what flavor ice cream do you want today, right? Mm -hmm. um, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, <laughs> you know, all the way up to, you know, high school and really helping our young people understand how our government works and their role in it. So I want to make sure that our public schools have the funding and supports they need and our educators have the supports they need to really offer robust civics education and that this office is supporting at the local level community-based organizations, you know, that are known in the community that can really help local residents, again, better understand what they can do to help strengthen their communities and improve quality of life, not just for themselves, but for the community writ large. It's so the civic thing, one of the conversations I had today with someone was totally about the civics thing and, and mm. making sure that our youth are actually educated on voting because regardless of your political ideology, yep. I think it's 
pathetic. And, you know, we see this in Massachusetts. And I love when our current secretary of state says, oh, it's a high turnout election. No, it's not. It, mm-hmm. It's never a high turnout election. Massachusetts is probably the most educated state in the country. We have probably the highest net worth per capita for the amount of people that we have, you know, or in the top five Mm -hmm. in the country. And yet no one comes and votes and our parties are suffering because we have this unenrolled group, which is 54, 56%. It just keeps growing where they're leaving being Mm -hmm. Democrats and Republicans because of the nonsense that's going on in DC and around the country. And they are growing this party that doesn't have, that's not actually a party. And so, you know, in the meantime, if you ask, if you go on the street, I would love to be like, uh, is it um, Jimmy Kimmel? Like go out on the street oh, and yes, go, yes, go yes, ask, yes, yes. you know, right. who's your congressman? Who's the U.S. senator? Who's your state rep? Who's your, you know, your state senator? I don't think people mm-hmm. know. I, when I ran for city council, I had so many of my friends, uber educated people with professions that said that they had never voted in a local election before. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is, I think, a fault of our secretary of state not making sure he seems to be out there when uh, for election time for himself to remind people of his name. Yet there's no advertising for everyone else's races with his, the gigantic advertising budget there. And I think that that's really unfortunate because we should be out in the schools and reminding people everywhere. I mean, city of Boston, you don't have to weigh in on any of this. This is just my own commentary. But <laughs> the city of Boston, the mayor's race was essentially decided during the preliminary when 25% of the voters came out to vote. That's despicable. And so we need people to understand the importance of voting, not just in general elections, not just during presidentials, but in primaries, in preliminary races where that makes the difference. I mean, we see in, you know, Arizona with their primary, we see what happened in Maryland with their primary. You know, when you when you have someone and at the time that this is being recorded, we do not know the results of Arizona. It, it is pre-Arizona primary. Um, and mm-hmm. But, you know, in Maryland, you had the person who can't win in a general election win the nomination for governor on the Republican side. And so mm-hmm. when that keeps happening, it is really bad for democracy. And so we need to teach people the importance because on the left might think that they're messing it up for the right. But, you know, jokes on everyone when that person actually gets elected to office. And so Mm -hmm. it's super important for those civics lessons. The community based organizations, those are the folks on the ground who are working Mm -hmm. with people. And I don't care what community you live in, whether you live in the most impoverished, or if you live in the wealthiest, there are community-based organizations in every single Mm -hmm. community that are helping people because you don't know how someone lives or what kind of hurdle that they've run into. And there's someone there who's picking up the pieces. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you're even thinking that far into this because Mm -hmm. I have never heard the secretary of state mention any of this. Yeah, my lens on this office is definitely very different, but that's because I'm a different kind of candidate, right? I, I'm not a career politician. I, I have, you know, certainly um, had a career practicing law, but I've also been not just 
you know, involved with nonprofit organizations. I've had my sleeves rolled up, you know, working in community and all of my experiences absolutely inform how I see this office and what I believe is possible through this office. You don't get that, you know, from reading a book um, and you don't get that from, you know, sitting behind a desk, you know, governing, I call it armchair governing. It's so I do have a different lens on this that I think really does allow me to bring into the conversation and to present to voters a vision that um, speaks to the moment, Jennifer, <laughs> speaks to the moment, but is also the type of vision for this office that is what we need to move us forward, like at a very advanced pace here in Massachusetts. You know, there are a couple of things that I want to just touch on relative to what you mentioned. One of them has to do with support at the local level for our local town clerks and local elections officials. Again, the Secretary of State is the chief elections officer responsible for helping to ensure that we have safe and secure elections, right? But it's not the Secretary of State um, that is actually administering the elections, like doing the work. Those are our local town clerks, our elections officials, our poll workers, um, the folks, once again, on the ground in our local communities. And so I, as Secretary of State, want to make sure that we are supporting those officials, that we are ensuring that, one, they're safe, and two, they have the resources they need need to actually administer safe and secure elections. That's more than just training. That's more than just financial resources. It, it is also working alongside them and really respecting their experience and expertise to help us identify ways that we could make the process better. The point being is I have deep respect for our local elections officials and want to make sure that as Secretary of State, that they get, again, the supports they need, um, but that they also know that they've got a strong partner in the Secretary of State. I also believe that when it comes to even budgeting around elections, you mentioned about kind of notifications and lack of participation that many people, you know, have when it comes to voting. A couple of things. One, we need to really look to relieve the burden on municipalities when it comes to elections administration. For municipal elections, the financial burden is carried by the local municipalities. For state elections, there is support from the state government. I would actually like to change that. I believe that voting is our most fundamental right here in the United States of America. And we need to do everything we can to ensure that regardless of how wealthy a community is or not, that the experience of the voter and the experience of the election official is consistent, which means that we've got to do a better job at providing the financial resources in into our local municipalities to ensure that they can administer safe and secure elections and be able to notify the public about these elections as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it is the, it is honestly the most frustrating thing to me, clearly, right? To, to just know that people are not voting. I mean, and you see, you do see how communities struggle during the elections, and to, and I think it's important. But that leadership comes from the top, and that leadership comes from someone who's also going to understands the system, understands the needs, and can go to bat for them. Um, and I think that that's really important. So I'm so excited because I think that you hit on so many of the things like just the transparency alone. And if anyone, you know, has spent any time in the Massachusetts legislature, you, you see the lack of transparency that happens, you know, being in a one party state, really, it's nice to know that there will be someone there who's actually concerned about safe and secure elections, because I think regardless of what side you're on, we all want that, you know, that is that is democracy at work. I think teaching our children about what about civics and about what it's like to be involved in the process and the excitement to make sure that we have new generations of leaders coming up. And whether that is like you have been and I have been behind the scenes propelling candidates and helping them on policy objectives or again, you know, being the candidate it's really important to be part of, you know, you can, you can be part of the problem or you can be part of the solution. And I think right. when you're, when you get involved on some level, whether it's running or just being the activist and the, the person behind the scenes, you, you are trying to be part of a solution. And, and mm -hmm. so, um, so thank you. Thank you for putting your name, you know, out there and you're throwing your hat in the ring and taking this on. And also thank you so much, Tanisha, for your time, because I know the clock is ticking for you before this primary election. So before I let you go though, and you know, and I can sing your praises as I'm, as I'm tailing off here, but can you please let my listener know where they can find out more information about you and um, incredibly important because I know you're going to come through this primary is where they can send some money to your campaign. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much again for inviting me into your space here, giving me an opportunity to share with your listeners. Again, I'm Tanisha Sullivan. Uh, my website is Tanisha, T-A-N-I-S-H-A Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com, TanishaSullivan.com. And there you can learn more about me certainly, and uh, about our campaign. There are also links there for folks who are willing to contribute. We are actively raising funds, and so contributions are welcomed. In addition, we are still looking for more volunteers, more people who are willing to, to share my campaign with their friends and their family. Uh, so if you're interested, or if you want to let us know that you're going to share my campaign with your friends and your family, you can do so through our website as well. I want to just leave by saying that, again, the Secretary of State's office is critically important in a critically important office in our democracy. And it is 
absolutely important here in Massachusetts that we have a secretary of state that is proactive and engaged and really thinking about ways to help move us forward. Got to have a counterbalance to the polarization that we're seeing in D.C. And so I believe that this office is really important. I believe that it's critically important right now for there to be a change in that office and that there be a change in that office that really does center our communities and really is seeking to empower people and in the process, bringing more people into the political system, increasing voter participation, increasing civic engagement and strengthening our economy by supporting our small business community. This for me is the chief democracy office. And so I do um, ask folks to continue to check, check our campaign out. And if you are able, if you're a registered Democrat or you decide to pull a Democratic ballot in September, September 6th, I ask for your vote. Well, you did everything that I would tell a candidate to do. So (laughs) (laughs) volunteers, money and vote. (laughs) Perfect. You hit on it all. Tanisha, it is so refreshing to see someone running who has so much passion. And I really only bring on candidates on my podcast that I think have that passion and, you know, want to run for the right reasons. And like I started out saying, I don't care what letter is next to, you know, and after your name, when your heart and soul is in it for the right reasons, you go into the office and into the position with a very different mindset. And it is that you are representing all of the people, not just a subset Mm. of the people. And you are trying to do the right thing for everyone. In our case, it's the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But wherever you live, you want to make sure that you vote for people who are doing the right thing and want to be elected to help you and to help your neighbor. Even if you hate your neighbor, they should be helping everyone. And so um, I'm excited to see what comes in a few weeks. And of course, I'm always here to help you, my friend. But thank you so much for Tanisha Sullivan for being on with me today on Political Contessa. We will continue to watch your race. And I hope after you get through the primary, you'll come back and either before election or right after the election, come back on and uh, let us know how everything went. But I wish you all of the best. And um, again, thank thank you. you for being with me. And listen, politics are not polarizing. Politics are supposed to be for the people who actually want to represent the people that they are serving. So I will leave you with that. Tanisha, thank you very much. And thank you for listening to this episode of Political Contessa. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com. 